0: Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington, and I am Bill Knight. Happy Monday, sir.
1: Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, it went shoveling by fast. Snow.
0: It, actually, did you get snow where you are, Bill? Because I,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, I got snow. <laughs>
0: snow. Yeah, we didn't get it uh, in southwestern PA. it we had some flurries, uh, a, oh. a, a little dusting of snow, and turned to rain. That's what I have to say to you. I know people are people are thinking of moving to pittsburgh for the weather
1: they're talking about a,
0: a a winter blast uh, headed our way this week uh, i'm talking about the weather temperatures changing so well, i mean it's it's
1: coming
0: yes it is mm. yes it is uh speaking of frightful bill a, a lot yeah. of things uh did you hear nancy pelosi this week mind you she was the Speaker of the House, and there's a distinct possibility if things keep going the way they're going, she may be Speaker of the House again. Yeah, well, she's
1: she's floating the idea, and if she's Speaker of the House, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. She's going, damn the Constitution, damn what the Supreme Court says. States can independently themselves just override the
0: Constitution,
1: overturn it, and, and go ahead and— uh, you know, bump Trump off the uh, the ballot anyway.
0: Yeah, she's amazing. Here's what she said: If you believe he engaged
2: in insurrection under the plain meaning of the Fourteenth Amendment, you believe he's ineligible to be president. Those laws, you know, those are up to the states. They have different laws from state to state. I don't think he should ever have That's been. The Constitution. Been, but nonetheless, uh, but uh, that. Uh, there, there is a view of the Constitution in Article 14, Section 3, that he should not be uh, able to run for president. But that's not the point. The point now is um, that again, different states have different laws. We don't think in California that it it applied uh, in our state. That's what the decision was made here. But anyway, not to go into that because that's very intricate. What is very clear. Is that the American people want us to honor our oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States?
0: Now, what I got out of that, okay, oh, Bill, what I got out of what I what I got out of that though is is a, a desperation on the part of the, of the woke left. They're starting yeah. to realize that the hammer is is starting to come down, and uh, they don't want this. A, a lot of things. Go ahead. You had some. Some
1: well, I mean, you know, she's sitting there. She's saying in that whole thing that the states can overturn the Constitution, flip it on its ass, and uh, sit there and say, "Nah, Trump is uh, banned from our ballot. Damn the Constitution." Yet she's saying that the American people want uh, them to protect democracy and defend the Constitution. Yeah. You can't have a you know you can't have it both ways, Nancy. It's <laughs> true. You know, well, well, she get thinks- off the
0: bottle. Yeah, she thinks she can. She did fluster a lot, though. She, she. I think she realized that she made a stupid remark in the beginning of the, uh, of the interview with George Stephanopoulos. You would think that, with with an interview with a uh, leftist George, that uh, there there would be uh, no problem and and there wouldn't e- be any minefield for Nancy to tiptoe around. But apparently, she fell into one, and uh, she was trying to say, well, you don't really have to pay attention to the Constitution; it really doesn't apply. And then she was saying at the end. At the very end, she said, we're we're supposed to uphold the Constitution. It's like, what are you talking about?
1: Well, if she would quit drinking and actually sit there and get a sober mind, she might have a sober thought. But I think even with a sober thought, mm-hmm. she is so crooked and evil oh, yeah. and twisted. It doesn't matter, as a matter of fact, if she's sober, she might even make sense when she takes everything and twists it around but. I think she's you know too, what old, we too found senile out? and too drunk.
0: Well, we haven't found out, and a lot of people on the left, uh, they just won't even consider it, unfortunately. Uh, it, it, it's amazing. There are some people, even people that, that I know, who just won't pay attention. They just don't want to mm-hmm. believe that the government can be corrupt. All right? I mean, they, they, they believe that uh, all's well and it ends well. But uh, anyway... We remember when we heard these comments. Listen. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the (laughs) Capitol. (laughs) What? No! 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 Peacefully!
1: Fed,
0: Fed! 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 Fed!
1: Fed! 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 Tomorrow?
0: I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to safe. go. I'll say it. Okay. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. Base right. Fed posting? All right. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> okay. And he goes on. That's, uh, that's Ray Epps. Ray Epps, who, by the way, was given some puff pieces, I think, on 60 minute Minutes, where they actually said he was a wonderful guy and didn't do anything wrong and why are they picking on Ray Epps? He's just a guy from out in the Southwest who minds his own business, and he's a patriot and all this stuff. Well, um, Mike Pence happens to think that what happened on January uh, the 6th of 2021 was a terrible thing. It was uh, insurrection. And he says, you know, when you listen to this, this he's talking to uh, – Jake Tapper, who you'll hear in the beginning what Jake's thoughts are. He sounds like a very neutral reporter on CNN. But uh, Mike Pence says that what happened to the January six people who were thrown in jail was terrific. And he hopes there are more coming. Listen.
3: It's not just President Biden who's focusing on January 6th, of course. You have Donald Trump still talking about it. Do you, do you want to just like take this opportunity to clear up this lie that the FBI was leading the charge on January 6th? It's obviously not true. I'm sure you know it's not true. Do you want to make, make that clear to the voters?
4: You know, I've seen the director of the FBI repeatedly assure the American people that uh, the FBI were not the instigators. Uh, of the riot that occurred on on January 6th, and uh, frankly, I'm very grateful uh, for the efforts uh, of the FBI to bring uh, nearly a thousand people to justice who ransacked our capital and did violence uh, against police officers uh, that day. But uh, you're right,'ve we've, we've been assured again and again that it was not the case. Uh, and I, I just must tell you, having been there that day, I mean to see people literally breaking windows, ransacking the capitol. Um, uh, It it just infuriated me. I I remember thinking, you know, not this, not here, not at uh, the United States Capitol. And I believe everyone that conducted that, uh, that riot at the Capitol needs to be held to the fullest extent of the law. I'm pleased that many have, uh, but uh, I've never been given any information. I've I've heard the many repeated assurances from the FBI that they were not involved and I take them at their word.
0: Okay, so he's either one of two things. Either he's as dumb as a box of rocks, I don't think he is, or he is corrupt. You know, people— uh, a lot of corrupt. Pe- yeah, a lot of people think, Bill, that he was, uh, he was positioned to be Trump's vice president because Trump knew nobody in Washington, and somebody sold him a bill of goods on this good, Christian, soft-spoken representative who will do a wonderful job uh, you know, uh, supporting Trump. And, and you know, at the critical moment when he he had a chance to step up and make the right choice, he backed away. And you may say, well, that was what he should have done. But he told a crowd of Trump supporters, in, I believe in North Carolina, the Wednesday before, Bill, he said, I will be prepared to do the right thing and I will oh, do it. Wait a minute now. Mm-hmm. Does
1: that make him guilty? And if he's an agent of the left, but does that not make him guilty too? Because he basically excited the crowd and enticed the crowd. And then after that setup, he backed away. Does that not make him encouraging and enticing an insurrection? Well In their, their
0: mind of the insurrection? Well, you know, so I think Pence ought to be held accountable now. Well, that's a very good point. I don't think anybody's even thought of that. What you're saying is that he... He got the the Trump supporters enthusiastic about uh, the possibility of doing the right thing. He worked them up, and then he pulled the plug on them on January 6th. Exactly. We need to have a January 6th hearing on Mike Pence. Well, I I think when Trump gets into office, if he gets in— He's the real insurrectionist. I think if Trump gets into office, uh, there will be a new January 6th committee, or he will extend it with new people. He'll take the original one, which was a lie— you know, with uh, with what's your face, uh, Liz Cheney and uh, Adam Kessinger or Kinsinger or whatever his name is. Uh, they, they 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 pointed to them. They are Republicans. They're on the committee. Yeah, right.
1: Uh, anyway, well, now, wait a minute. What did they do before the uh, so said uh, insurrection? What did they have to say? What did they do? You know, let's find all these Republicans and hold them accountable for what came out of their mouth beforehand. Well, because uh, what came out of their mouth may have also led to the insurrection.
0: Well, let me tell you, let me tell you, right now there's a Louisiana representative named Clay Higgins. He has been Mm. working with a committee uh, trying to dig up the real facts behind January the 6th. I mean, the real, real uh, cause and the real instigators and whether there was a connection between the federal government and the instigation of the crowd, getting them excited. And now you heard Pence say, I take the FBI director uh, at face value. Uh, He says nothing happened and nothing happened, essentially, is what he said. And Clay Higgins was talking with uh, one of the latest edition of uh, Tucker Carlson's show on uh, X, and it's a terrific interview. I listened to the whole thing. It's about uh, 35, 40 minutes long, and uh, it's it's just terrific. But I, I took a couple of key segments from it, and I want you to hear, and I think they're important segments, I want you to hear uh, what uh, Clay Higgins and Tucker had to say about January 6th and what he's going to be presenting To uh, America very soon and it's going to change a lot of opinions listen
2: did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters and on January 6th of 2021
3: well congressman as I'm sure you can appreciate I have to be very careful about what I can say about when even now because that's what you told us two years ago May I finish Uh, about when we do and do not and where we have and have not used confidential human sources? Uh, But to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false.
2: Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January 6th prior to the doors being opened?
3: Again, I had to be very careful. It
2: should be a no. Can you not tell the American people, no, we did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time second. has expired. You should
3: not read anything into my decision uh, not to share information. confidentially. gentlemen's time has expired. What a sleazy, repulsive little authoritarian liar Chris Ray is. That's obvious when you watch that tape. The sad part is, so few tapes like that exist because so few have confronted him directly and asked questions to which the entire country has a right to know the answer, like that one. Clay Higgins did that. Congressman from Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette, joins us in studio. Congressman, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me talk. So that was over a year ago that you asked that question, which is a central question, and you asked it as I think is appropriate without any embarrassment at all on behalf of your constituents and the rest of the country. Are you any closer to the answer now?
2: Well, we're closer to being in a position where we can reveal the answers that we already have. Um, much of the evidence that we have compiled uh, from investigative effort and over the, the course of the last couple of years, some offices like my own sort of operating in silos of investigative endeavor, um, have now been able to come together. Now that we have a Republican majority and we have access to the to the to the staffs of the appropriate investigative committees, and so I sit on the oversight committee, and we Republicans run that committee now. Therefore, we control the staff. So when you can magnify the efforts that an individual. Uh, members of congress have 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 pushed within our own offices when you can magnify those efforts by the, the skill and the numbers of staff from the committees you, you you get a lot of evidence reviewed professionally and aligned and assembled into a, essentially a case file and in in this case this is a big file because the 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 involvement of of certain actors and you could say deep state actors within the federal government to set the stage for uh what happened in, in j4 five and six and and to um entrap thousands of americans from across the country and allure them into this this set stage on j4 five and six to the people that were involved in that is, 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 is quite a large web. So, yes, sir, we do have a great deal of evidence compiled, and we're, we're gradually, professionally uh, rolling that evidence out.
0: Clay Higgins from uh, Louisiana. And, uh, you know, you heard Pence say, oh, everything's fine. The FBI's right on the money, you know, and I'm glad those people are all locked up in jail what you just heard from Representative Higgins, uh, and he's doing a—by the way, his background, I should point out, is law enforcement. He was in law enforcement. And uh, this guy is uh, uh, not uh, unfamiliar with how to do an investigation. Mm-hmm. And, you know what—go ahead. Go ahead. Go, on. No, go ahead. No, go
1: ahead. Um, no. Well, I was just going to say, the one thing Higgins said, though, and that catches my ear— is we have control right now, and here is the problem, you know. You know, it he's he's on the hunt, he's got the smell of the hound, and right. all of a sudden, you know. And I gotta wonder if uh, you know there's a term called honeypot, and that's it's an old term where you know people have been uh, compromised right. by ill players, and you have these people that are dropping out of. Uh, Well, I'm resigning my position. Uh, Sure. Effective immediately. Lots. Lots of them. And somebody's calling in cards. So in other words, and Pelosi knows that, we're going to switch the House right back to them, and it's not what the people elected and wanted, and it's going to switch right back to the Democrats. And this investigation goes, bye-bye. No.
0: No There is a game changer. One game, in my opinion. What's that? Uh, they have X now. The good guys have have a way of getting the information out to the people. That is really and truly all they need to do. They, I mean, uh, if they can't, they, if they need to hit it all now. Well, I, I think it's going to happen. I th- no, well, let me tell you another thing. There's a picture. Uh, it was released, I believe, last night or yesterday, uh, of. Uh, Representative Higgins, the gentleman you're hearing in this interview with President Trump, and I believe it was this weekend, they had a meeting. There is stuff going on that we're not privy to yet. I mean, the fact that he sat down with Tucker and gave this interview says to me, stand by, Uh, the hammer is about to fall.
1: Well, we've been waiting for a hammer to fall for a long time. So, you know me; I am going to be the pessimist on it and sit there and say, "Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it." Because it's like the Republican Party going, "You know, we need to do. We got it. We we have a plan. We have a plan. We have a plan. Screw the plan. Let's get let's get some action." Oh, I agree going with you. Here.
0: I agree. I, how many times have I said I'm sick of uh, uh, all huff and no puff? Meaning, they're all they do is talk about stuff, but they don't they don't do talk anything. Is cheap.
1: Talk yeah. is cheap. Democrats, at least, by hook or crook, by hook and crook, actually together in tandem, they do what they're going to do. And even if they're wrong or they're covering up their bed, they know that they can steal away.
0: Well, Bill, a lot of people say, and I, I think there's some substance to uh, this argument, uh, a lot of people believe that they had to do it this way. I'm talking about the good guys had to do it this way. They've had to do it uh, methodically. They've had to get the details, get the facts, uh, because there are so many uninformed people. Uh, good people, by the way, good people, but they're uninformed and they don't wanna. They don't really wanna no. look at the facts. I, like I said before in the show, uh, I know some good people. They just, they, they, they get angry when you talk about it. They get angry well, uh, when you say, you know, we we have a problem with our government. There's corruption in our government. Oh, I don't want no. You're crazy. You're not no. Pay attention. Well, Go ahead, Bill. The only thing that I can say is that, you know, timing is
1: everything. So, let's just say they got all the goods, but they had to wait for things to play out. It could also mean that, you know, if they would have launched it early and they had all the goods out there, you know, things get appealed and delayed. And the effect of it happening earlier versus happening right up to the doorstep of the election can be different. In other words, there's political maneuvering on both sides. You know, sooner or later, you know, where is that point of no return? Or what is that one point to where there's no coming back for the Democrats? Well, you know, uh, are we going to make it to that point?
0: Did you see, Joe? Uh, I haven't got any audio. I didn't want I didn't want to get any audio because it was it. It was just made me angry for a number of reasons. Joe spoke at Valley Forge on Friday, and he didn't talk about the major accomplishments his administration has achieved, didn't talk about how everything is so much better because of him and his his speech. He talked about how much of a tyrant Donald Trump is, how much of a dictator, I believe he used the term dictator in the speech Trump was going to be, and how bad all of those... MAGA people, that's, that's right. All those MAGA people are. That means at least 81, 82 million people that we know of, probably more like 125 or 130 million people, uh, they are all bad people. And that's a large swath of the American population. And he had the audacity at Valley Forge where so many patriots, you know, sacrificed their freedom and their lives in some instances uh, to, to fight with George Washington. They crossed into uh, Trenton on, was it Christmas Eve and, or Christmas night, and they surprised the Hessians in Trenton, New Jersey, and it was one of the, the turnaround moments of the Revolutionary War. It was like the first victory that the rebels could point to and say, hey, wait a second, we might be able to win this thing. We actually beat the Hessians. You know, but it, it was from Valley Forge where it started. So this administration, having no pride, no honor, they go to this sacred American site and they 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 do nothing but spew propaganda and divisive rhetoric to the American people. And uh, this is what uh, this guy Biden will be doing, by the way, while he keeps running. There's some speculation, by the way, out there that he'll never make it. Do the finish? Oh line. yeah, there,
1: there's yeah, there's rumors that he's got to drop out because of health reasons. Who is
0: the uh, the dark horse that'll come in? It's not Kamala. No, I I think you're I think you're right. I don't know, Bill. I I do is not. It uh, is it Hillary?
1: Is it Well, you know,
0: you know, I I think that's the other thing. I think this this um, this Jeffrey Epstein uh, information that's coming out, and I I've been told that the hammer that hammer hasn't even fallen yet. I mean, you, well, you know, I have, I have, I have questions about Epstein too. This talk in England—I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Some of our English listeners can uh, maybe let us know. But we're hearing on this side of the pond that uh, this talk of uh, King Charles abdicating the throne to his son William. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, well, like very soon.
1: All right. Everything that you hear about Epstein Island, I guess you could say, you know, because they settled things for like one hundred and five million dollars. There were bones, you know, this you know, is interesting. Of of the folks. Kids.
0: This is interesting. I wasn't aware of the bones thing, but you you had read that, didn't yeah, you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, FBI found bones buried, you know, strewn around the beaches. Nothing said about that. But my question has always been we can solve a lot of this Epstein Island stuff right. and hammer Bill Clinton, hammer everybody because are these kids protected or are they dead or are they gone? Because where the hell are they? Where are they? Do you know? Does anybody you know? know? I, I don't know. Have,
0: no. The, where the, the hell are they? There are so many. But there were bones found. Bill, there are so many powerful, influential people out there who participated in this sick ritual of, well, well, of visiting the island. Well, let me ask island. you,
1: sex trafficking, and I've gone back and said, you know, the number one importer of child, uh, children is, sex trafficked is us. the United States. Yeah. So are these two tied and the kids, you know, hey, yes, yeah, a good-looking kid. Oh, yeah, Schumer might like her. Or Clinton might like her. I'm just picking names out of the hat, you know, or something like that. Or this businessman might like that. Do you remember you when know, uh, do, you, do you remember when That's got to
0: go away. In 2019 Ricky Gervais uh, hosted the Academy Awards. I haven't got the audio. I do have the audio, but I I haven't got it up on our uh, lineup this morning. But Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais got on the stage at the Academy Awards and he started to go after in his jokes. He had, he went after the crowd for being pedophiles. And they panned the crowd, and they showed, uh, for example, they showed Tom Hanks looking a little uncomfortable. And they showed uh, other people in the audience uh, looking uncomfortable, famous actors and actresses. Like, uh, uh, what's he talking about? Is there something I should be worried about? And, um, you know, people kind of shruffed that off. But don't think for one second, and I'm not saying, I don't know who in Hollywood Uh, specifically has been involved with this. But from what I've been reading, there are some famous stars and some famous uh, people in that community who have participated in these types of things. I mean, we just have to look to uh, Weinstein. Remember Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein, Uh, Mm -hmm. his proclivity for young girls? I mean, this is a guy who was in all, if you're not aware of Hollywood, you wouldn't be aware. They used to be, at the end of the movies or at the beginning, you'd see the Weinstein Company, you know, or Miramax. Right. He owned Miramax, Miramax Pictures. Mm. And he was maybe one of the most powerful producers in Hollywood. He made some major movies, but he was a deviant. And finally, they got him and they put him in jail. And he was not the exception, Bill. He is the rule. That's the thing. Well,
1: there's somebody that controls all this uh, trafficking And they use it. It's, it's, you know, you call it honeypotting, whatever you want to call it. It's been around for a long time. I I related to you not even thinking about this conversation today, a story the other day from back in the days when I used to run with uh, some of the the Hollywood uh, uh, crowd in the music industry. Right. And of one particular In Los Angeles, right? In Los Angeles. Brea, yeah. And and, and, um, uh, one particular gentleman still remains a friend to this day. and. You know, he fell victim to that because at some point in time, you you get in love with your own propaganda, and you're above everything, and then yeah. somebody innocently, so to speak, tra- traps you into something, and then one day, you know, pictures emerge and they got you. Now, it could be used to blackmail you or used to let you know that we we have the goods. Now, some people... It's just assumed, oh, you knew when you, you participated, and you're going to do this for me if you don't. Well, now. Yeah, well, I— doesn't, <laughs> This could become evident, because I remember the phone call from somebody one day, and I was like going, well, what are you calling me for? I'm just a young punk. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know anything, well, but that, that, that what sur- do. <laughs>
0: that doesn't surprise me, though, because—, because uh, but that's how it works. But, yeah, what was the name of that movie that Mark Wahlberg was in where he played, uh, you know, American, was it Gigolo? No, it wasn't American Gigolo. It was, uh, uh, I'll think of it after the show's over, you know, where he played a porn star. And mm. and uh, I think it was one of his breakthrough movies. He got a lot of acclaim for it. But in this movie, and I, I'm sure I'll think about it uh, uh, when the show is over, uh, he was going to these different parties, and there was all this uh, you know, sex and corruption out in the open at the party. And they weren't all just porn actors. They were regular actors at the party, too, and mm-hmm. regular celebrities. I guess what I'm trying to say is they don't make these movies and make these plots based upon nothing. They they make them a they There's some reality There's to it. A hint of reality yes. to everything that you see. Exactly, exactly. And I'll think of it. Uh, I want to.
1: It's say, not. important. I know what movie
0: you're talking bo- about bo- because I hope. uh Bugaloo. It starts with a B. I'll think about it in a, in a second or two. Uh, actually, I can find out with my trusty little Google thing.
1: Oh, now see. Now he's on a mission here, folks. I he's am. A, uh, you want to tell us a well, story? okay. Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. <laughs> Boogie Nights. Yes. Yes. Nights, oh, da, God. Da, da, You're da. singing Boogie the song. <laughs> yeah.
0: You could have told me, for Pete's sakes. <laughs> You're bad. Boogie Nights. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's, that's the movie he was in, and that's the... Uh, uh, the corruption that is out there in Hollywood, boy, it, it is, it is. You know, I used to want to uh, uh, go out there. I, I write film scripts, and if you're a writer and you have ideas for for movies and things, and you're naive, uh, you you think you got to be there. You can't do it from you can't do it from Pittsburgh. You can't do it from a lot of places. You can after you have success, but to really break through from nowhere, you got to get out mm-hmm. there to Hollywood. You got to walk the pavement, you got to introduce yourself, you got to have pitch sessions, and you got to, you know, do the whole Hollywood uh, song and dance. Uh, but it would have ruined my life. And people mm-hmm. say, What do you mean? Because th- th- at the time that I wanted to go out there, I was young, uh, not bad looking, and I was really hungry to make things work. I was also a young husband and a young father. And how so many... you
1: made the right choice. Yeah. You, you chose your wife and your
0: children. Exactly, exactly right. I there stayed. There you go. Uh, but uh, getting back to where we're at right now, hmm. getting back to this uh, this uh, Clay Higgins interview with Tucker. You know, he was talking about about uh, the fact that the Feds didn't just infiltrate the crowd; they spent like ten months before January sixth preparing to lure, to lure people to Washington. Seriously. They were priming the water. They were, they were getting things ready for what was to take place on January 6th. And then when you, when you look at guys like Ray Epps, you realize that on the day before and the day of the incident, they were out there as exciters and cheerleaders. Uh, Clay Higgins talked some more with Tucker. Listen.
3: So you sort of answered the question right there in larger terms. You just said that elements within the federal government, I assume law enforcement, intel, and military, and I'm using your words, lured Americans to Washington into what you called a trap. Yes, sir. So that would, I mean, that's a shocking, and I assume that's a, that's a sober conclusion based on the
2: evidence. That's what you're saying. That's, that would be my sober assessment as an investigator. And I'm, you know, I'm quite a, I love my country, and, and I'm, I've always been a staunch defender of the thin blue line. And I'm, I would proudly count the FBI amongst that number. It's like brothers to me. So to find that level of uh, of conspiratorial corruption at the highest levels of the FBI has been very troubling to me as a man, as a cop. And and yet, you know, you follow the evidence wherever it leads. And yes. this is what investigators do. So uh, when I asked Christopher Ray that, that question, for instance, I'd, I already knew the answer. I had reviewed compelling evidence that the that FBI had assets, human assets dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol prior to the doors being opened and the masses allowed in. Uh, so I, I knew that the FBI was deeply involved. I'd seen evidence even at that time with uh, that the FBI had embedded themselves into various groups online across the country of Americans who were essentially uh, voicing their, their concerns and airing their grievances with each other about COVID oppression. And those Americans were targeted by the FBI, almost universally Republicans and, and uh, largely Trump supporters, but the FBI worked undercover to infiltrate those conversations and become a significant part of those individual Americans' uh, communications. And when you dig into the evidence that we've, we've had revealed through, through some criminal cases that I've, I've followed and worked with the families of J6 uh, political detainees and Americans that have been persecuted for their involvement in, in the Capitol that day, and some of that evidence shockingly reveals that the the FBI agents that were operating undercover within the online groups across the country were were the first ones to plant the seeds of of, uh, suggestions of of a a more radical occupation of the Capitol. And, And they were sort of testing the waters of who amongst that group would would begin acknowledging that, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should plan for an occupation like that. But if you look at the, the origins of those conversations, they, they were started by the, the FBI undercover guy that was operating inside the group. And then months later, uh, on January 4th, 5th, and 6th, Many of those Americans met for the first time in person when they gathered for the massive rally where American patriots assembled to object to to everything that had happened during 2020, the COVID oppression, and the, the stunning results of what we believe was a compromise election cycle in November 2020.
0: That's just a, a little bit of the interview with Tucker Carlson. Clay Higgins. Yeah. Representative from Louisiana, but you get an idea of what he found. You know, that uh, in his opinion, uh, it was manipulated. It wasn't the mainstream FBI agents. He has a lot of respect for them because, he, you know, he comes from a law enforcement background. They are brothers in blue. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, but he said he was amazed at how corrupt the upper levels of uh, the FBI have become, you know, how political they are. And they set this mm-hmm. up. You know, a lot of these people, they, what, what amazes me is we have a whole group of, of political prisoners, Bill, uh, in Washington, D.C., and other, other prisons. Yeah. Uh, and you wonder, are there any advocates for these people, or are they just lost?
1: Well, they're lost, and that's the way it goes. But you know what? Um, to a major degree, the population, whether they know it or not, are political prisoners too. Uh, I mean, you look at uh, some of the gun laws that were going down. Remember the uh, the you know when they were saying all oh, the the buttstock for the pistols?
0: Right. You know yeah. that
1: they were did they? I don't know if they ever made those illegal or not. Back. I
0: in think May. they tried to. I think they were. It was reversed.
1: I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I see. Because that, you know, because it kind of got dropped too, you know, yeah. away from the news. But when they would do that, that would take several million Americans, all right? A lot of them conservative. Right. And that would have meant that they had something illegal on their gun which was legal the day before, but the day of, it's illegal. And if it's not off your gun, you're an automatic felon. If you have it in your possession, you're an automatic felon. So in other words, I don't have a gun well, in front of me, but if I were to sit there and say, yeah, this gun's hand is legal, I have a concealed carry, I have a sure. special permit and everything like that, oh, but the gun just became illegal today, well, the fact that I have it, it would make me a felon, you know, and getting rid of that thing beforehand, well, that's a, you know, that's exactly oh, what a, you going to
0: do. A, that's a really good point. You know, there was a time when the Thompson submachine gun was legal. I mean, back, I'm talking about back in the days of Bonnie and Clyde, you could buy a Thompson.
1: Right, because the interpretation of the law, you know, that they say is intent. So when you bought it, you had intent to use that particular butt stock or whatever that weapon yeah. is and now that it's illegal well i'm sorry you own it you had intent when you bought it so it doesn't matter that that was pre this is post and you're guilty
0: well that's what they they want to do with AR15s and, uh, right. and guns like that they want to make but them sneak- illegal and and then make them so that if you have one you got to turn it in or you're you're a criminal
1: right but but when you turn it in they have a record of you oh so, sure Yeah, it does. You're you're in a. They are setting you up that if you run for political office, you become a person of interest, whatever. And if you're the left, considers you a person of interest, no matter what. Like right now, if you wanted to say, well, you know what, I'm a patriot. I'm an American patriot. Did you know that a patriot is now a terroristic term? Well, they want some
0: some people don't want you to display the American flag. It incites well, right. people. Don't don't have the flag here. The flag incites people. You bring a, a flag to a crowd, oh, no, you don't want to do that. Uh, you may incite the crowd with the flag.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many things going on to infringe on your rights and to make you guilty of something, you know, and this is the elite that is taking control and putting building fences that you're not going to be able to get through or jump over that's it. It's It it's a power grab that's going on. Speaking of which, you know, AOC, yeah. you see that she's in the news. She has a solution now for the border crisis and the illegals. Oh,
0: this is going to be good. Tell me about it.
1: Well, no, no, no. In, in her mind of yeah. logic, you know, uh-huh. I mean, she was fired from the weenie place that she worked for, you know, making hot dogs. No, she was a bartender.
0: She, but well, she did
1: both. Oh, but really? either way, yeah, she did. Uh, and I'm not even going to go with the joke that's lying there. But yeah, anyway, she's... her her logic is, you know what? If we just declare everybody everywhere as legal, then there are no illegals
0: crossing the border. Uh, if you look for the definition of the word numbskull, you see her picture. Really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But that's what she
1: is proposing. Just make everybody legal. What a maroon. Well, why don't we just sit there and take our flags, burn it. Let's take the Constitution, throw it in there with it, and let's just tear down the borders and give away all our money. Which you know, I got something on that.
0: Bill, do you know what I have to say about that?
4: What a
3: maroon. (laughs) What an ignoramus. (laughs) What a.
1: Tiragundie, Tiragundie—that is his A, you
0: oh, Gosh, you know you have to laugh, folks, or or you'll cry. Um, did you hear this? This is something to be worried about. I got right. a cu- I got a couple of things here you have to be worried about. Oh, uh, first of all, uh, the Taliban of Afghanistan, who took control of uh, that country when Joe Biden. Packed up all of our troops and sent them home, and left eighty-nine billion with a B dollars hey, worth of equipment. You know, that's a drop. Oh, it's nothing. It's it's uh, something that they blow in the uh, in the Ukrainian war on a regular basis. But anyway, he left eighty-nine billion dollars worth of airplanes and parts and jeeps and tanks. And supplies and bullets and all that stuff uh, for the Taliban to just do it what they will. It was the spoils of war and they were the victors thanks to Joe Biden. Well, the other shoe is starting to drop. If it hasn't hit the floor already, it's darn close. The Taliban supposedly have visited North Korea in search of a nuclear bomb. That's right, folks. Those laughing, funny guys in Afghanistan are in North Korea looking to buy a nuclear bomb. What for? And, I wonder.
1: Well, they just want to have one to put in, uh, you know, a Their case to say, "Yeah, yeah. they're just uh, just uh, we have one." Yeah, right. We're not going to
0: use it. Oh, oh, oh. you just know, like we have guns and we don't use them. What do you What do you think Iran is going to do when they have theirs developed? And they're just, folks. As we're being distracted by all of this nonsense, and by the way, my my cohort in crime before the show started said they've got a lot of so many important balls in the air on the news cycle that it's hard to pay attention to any one thing. It's 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 they're everything. all connected. Yeah, and yeah. No matter
1: what, they're all important. So which one do you pick?
0: Well, you know, you got you, you, know? got, you got the uh, Af- Afghani Taliban looking to buy a nuclear weapon. From North Korea, and and also, we're two weeks away, they said last week, two weeks away from Iran being fully capable of having a nuclear bomb. Two weeks. But don't worry about anything, friends, because they're good people, and they can be trusted, you know?
1: Well, the one thing you you can— rest well tonight is to know yes. that our federal government is not going to shut down because Schumer and Johnson uh-huh. reached a federal government budget deal oh, wow! last night I believe yeah yeah so they are going to fund the government for 2024 uh, with 1.59 trillion dollars so that 34 trillion dollar national debt though well, 34 and a half trillion dollars mm-hmm. is now 36 trillion
0: dollars at the stroke of a pen. Unbelievable. You know, uh Mike Johnson, I saw I, I was enthusiastic about him. Mind you, I never heard of him until all of a sudden, out of the clear blue sky, he appeared when they were going through a litany of guys to be the next speaker. You know, they were picking somebody and that somebody wouldn't take it or didn't pass the vote or whatever. They finally got Mm. to Mike Johnson. They all agreed. And everyone said, oh, he's a great guy. And he's such a conservative. Oh, wow. And I kind of got enthusiastic because some of the people who were saying this, they seemed trustworthy, you know. But then, I'll never forget this. There's a picture of him uh, shortly after he was made speaker, walking uh, down a circular stairwell in the Capitol with Paul Ryan. Paul Mm. Ryan... Is the former speaker slash rhino slash Trump hater slash not-to-be-trusted human being on the board of directors of Fox now because—and look what he's done to Fox. They say it's because of his influence on the Fox board that Fox has, has moved to the center, they say, has moved away from their conservative values that made them the Roger Ailes values that made them the success— to this kind of wishy-washy, kind of almost lukewarm CNN, do you know? And and that's because of Paul Ryan. But there's a picture of Johnson and Ryan having a personal private moment walking down the stairs at the Capitol. I'm thinking, now Ryan wasn't going to the Capitol to look at his old office and to reminisce. He was going there to insert influence on the new speaker. And that's what he was doing And all of a sudden, you know, we had all these hopes that Ryan Bill was going to do great things, and he has done basically nothing. He had a border. He went down to the border last week with a bunch of people for a photo op, and let me tell you, I was telling you about things to worry about, Bill. Things to worry Mm -hmm. about in the not too distant future. Uh, Ben Berquam is a uh, reporter for Real America's News. He's on the border all the time. He does amazing stories. He's He's finding out all these backstories to to what's happening on the border, and he's reporting them like no other reporter. Maybe Bill Malusian is doing a, a good job, too, on Fox, but he's been kind of tapped down. He was doing a great job for a while, and then he kind of... It's almost like they said, okay, uh, Bill Malusian, kind of back off. You. You're getting too close to home. But Ben Berkwam, not so much. He found... Uh, a guy, an illegal, who said to him in private, uh, "I have met a man, and you have a video of him because I saw you videotaping him. I, this man has come to me in confidence and said he is a terrorist here on a mission, and he's here mm. to do he's here to do a mission. I'm going to play for you now. Mind you, this is only a section of a long video." Most of the video is him trying, it's him on the phone trying to connect with Homeland Security and report this. Homeland Security. They are the end of the road for protecting our country when it comes to terroristic acts. They're the people, the final destination we can go to report things like this. He spoke on the phone for 10 or 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes and they said, we can't do anything for you. Listen, listen.
2: That's
3: insane, guys. That's ins- That's Homeland Security. I'm not making this up. I got it. I got an email from a guy I interviewed who said he was with, who admitted to being a terrorist, providing a fake name to Homeland Security when he was turned in, when he turned himself in after crossing illegally. I just jumped through an hour of hoops, called two different Border Patrol sectors. They gave me Homeland Security's number, tip line. I just called the tip line. You just heard it. That's what they told me. Unless I have the guy's, I have his first name, and I have a video, a 20-second video of his face. Unless I have his first and last name, his date of birth, and where he's living now, they can't even make the report. What? What? That is the state of homeland security in America today. I'm surprised he didn't ask me for his pronouns. Holy shit!
2: Oh Lord, help us!
0: Isn't it amazing? Think of it. They wanted his name, his address, where he's living. Uh, what do they else? say? date of birth. How do you get this stuff from a terrorist? I mean, if he walked, if he walked over to the guy after he admitted that he's here to do a terrible act, you know, blow something up or whatever. Um, the guy's not going to give him his name, address, and and you know birth date, place of birth. It's like these are the people Homeland Security that are supposed to jump through every hoop to get the villain, and they're not doing it. They're, Mm -hmm. I mean, you just heard it. He called in a serious tip. This guy is a reporter who's on the border, and he's talking to these people. He had a serious tip, and they ignored him. They ignored him. It's typical. But, you know, that's
1: America today. You know, Uh, please stand by. Uh, And then, you know, you get automation on an operator. But the government, Homeland Security, you should be able to get
0: in and give them information. Bill, I heard the conversation. I listened to the entire audio piece he put up. Did you listen to it? And he spent... He spent the first—he spent 10 minutes at least listening to them. Hi, welcome to Homeland Security. If you're calling with a tip on so-and-so, press number one. Reminder that if you're doing this kind of tip, you need to have this, this, and this. This is the most important—I mean, it was a litany of nonsense. Yeah, you
1: get all of that, and then when you say, I just want to talk to an operator— Oh, I yeah. can help you. Just press one if you would like to do this. Press yeah. two if you'd like to do that. But that's in everything these days. We have become so disconnected, you know, to where people don't want to deal with people anymore because it's reality, and reality scares the hell out of everybody. I don't, I don't want to talk to anybody. I, I you know. Put the machine on, and if somebody gets close to me, the machine can disconnect you. Homeland security, and it's an automated piece of crap.
0: This illegal had traveled from Iran to, is it Wacomba, California? It's J-A-C-U-M-B-A. Is it It looks like Jacumba, but I think it's probably Spanish. Probably Wacomba, yeah, uh, California. Be, yeah, it's
1: like a Joaquin,
0: Wacomba. <laughs> yeah, uh, he traveled, and, and uh, he's, he's there admittedly to do a terrorist act. I don't know <laughs> how how do you uh, how do you rest easy knowing that uh, this is the kind of response you're getting from homeland security when you report an an actual terrorist in the country? you know, yeah, well, we need his name and address and his birth date and uh, you might want to get his height and uh, what was he wearing when you said well, I have a videotape of him well, it's really no good. He said to him he said to the guy, wait a second. Don't you have facial recognition? Can't you? Well, you know, we have to be able to compare it to someone. And, well, I can tell you the date, he said, that I saw him. I can tell you the date and the place that I saw him. So you probably could find a camera, you know, in your system at that location and compare the pictures and figure out who it is. Well, That's no, work, though. It, it doesn't work that way. And, I mean well, maybe you should get it to work that way, PDS, pretty darn soon. But, you know, it's interesting. It doesn't work that way for
1: the average law-abiding person. But if they want to take somebody and run them through the rails, yeah, you know, it works that way. Like you and me, you got Alexa over there listening to you right now. You know, I'm sure that there are cameras, uh, Hell, this computer has got a camera built into it. Of course. You know, and we're using cameras right now. You know what a lot of people don't
0: realize, Bill? They can actually, actually, from what I understand, they can actually activate your camera on your computer without you knowing it. You may think the camera's off. You may think that your computer is off, and they can actually get an image from that uh, camera.
1: Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is, because people are worried about that, home security anymore, and and bug monitors or the there's companies right. making money off that they're going oh yeah you need a sniffer yeah, and you get it as 150 bucks that's all and uh, don't you want the security let me tell you something hold that up to your computer and it's going to go nothing because your computer is not what it's looking for but that's what it should be looking for and all oh, i'm going to turn the power off to my computer your computer has reserved power inside see it has
0: Folks, uh, it isn't what you think. And plus, again, when I hear this guy saying we can't figure out who this guy is because we don't have his name, address, and birth date, and all that other nonsense, I mean, uh, they got cameras everywhere. Like Bill said, Bill, you walk out of your house today, and I'll bet you within five minutes of, of your house, some camera somewhere is taking a video of you. Yeah.
1: You know, the best thing that somebody could do is invent. It's like your washing machine. You know, you got the hot and the cold coming in, but there's one main lever there that controls the both valves. To yeah. Turn it on, turn them off. You ought to have one box that everything plugs into, and that goes into the computer. And when you flip that, it turns off anything that can feed to that computer, including the power, you know, a master kill, and you that's know, that.
0: The other thing you have to worry about is people say, well, you know, if, if you really just unplug your your computer from uh, the ethernet from the internet you know just pull the cable out and you're all set but then this bluetooth but then this bluetooth i mean it's Wi-Fi, it, yeah. it is scary to when you think about it to think about how much we as the uh, consumer public out here how much we don't know about how everything we use works we just yeah. assume that everything is working for, our, for us and uh, the more you learn, the more you realize not necessarily the case.
1: Yeah. No, it's bad. But you know, now I have the master computer here that's wired a little bit different than maybe a laptop. But yeah, you know, either way, you're not secure is uh, is the main point. Don't don't think for a minute that that there's not something somewhere that's listening to you. So the call to Homeland Security, it's good call, but they don't care. They're not worried about the illegals coming across the border or their intent. That is obvious with our real borders. Yeah. They want these clowns in here. It is part of some plan somewhere. And but you know the guy that knows all about it is Joe Biden. He knows exactly what he's doing. Well, or whoever's pretending they're Joe. We'd Biden like to knows think exactly
0: so. Doing. We'd like to think so. I don't know. Really you heard about this? This happened over the weekend, folks, and this will make you feel really, really good. This will make you feel so comfortable. Uh, Over the weekend, uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, uh, he decided, I guess it happened at the end of last week, he wasn't feeling well, and he ended up going to the hospital. He ended up in the ICU, and he was seriously ill. I guess he had had a surgery, and then after the surgery was done, he went home, and he got sick, and he went back, and he was in ICU. But the thing is, he didn't tell the president or anybody that he was in the hospital. He didn't say, uh, "I won't be available to help protect the country." Uh, so make sure you have somebody in place. He just said, "Keep it a secret." I'm going to go to the hospital. I should be back in a few days. So uh, President Trump posted a statement on Truth Social. Oh, the fire the guy. Yeah, Sunday night he said, uh, "Joe Biden should fire Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin for improper professional conduct and dereliction of duty." Austin, seventy. Has served as Secretary of Defense since the start of the Biden administration in January of 2021. Austin has uh, come under fire after the Pentagon revealed Friday he revealed Friday uh, he had been secretly seriously ill in an ICU since Monday. So I was wrong; it was last week. Without information, without informing Joe Biden, the White House staff, or Congress for three days or, or four days that he was uh, he was incommunicado. Think about that for a second, though. This is our Secretary of Defense. If we were attacked last week, uh, who would be doing the uh, strategy, the strategizing? This guy was not around. You know, I, they say that his second in command was away on vacation, <laughs> so there was nobody really driving the bus.
1: Yeah, at least when Joe's in the hospital, we got Jill.
0: That's true. Thank God, you know. Uh, uh, anyway. And then
1: Kamala, you know, I mean, come on, our country and you know, he could have been in the hospital with his dear buddy Joe because Joe's not in good health these days, you know, he's got stand-in doubles.
0: You know, maybe 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 <laughs> maybe Lloyd maybe Lloyd Austin did tell Joe and Joe just doesn't remember it. Um yeah. hear about this. This is from New Hampshire. New Hampshire yeah. State House passed the Defend the Guard Act. In an 187 to 182 vote on Thursday, which, if passed in the Senate and signed by the governor, quote, would prohibit the deployment of the New Hampshire National Guard uh, into overseas combat unless Congress first votes to declare war. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, you know, I think about how many friends I know who were in the New Hampshire National Guard during the Vietnam War and there was no such thing. They just went, and that was a police action, uh, right? But that's interesting. Uh, some people say it's a good thing because it'll stop Biden from recklessly deploying these National Guard units overseas in these Trumped-up uh, quote wa- wars that aren't declared. But sometimes I, I think you know, it's important that uh, we have fast-reacting National Guard that, it de- that deploys quickly. Uh, because the president tells him to do it, you know? Yeah, that maybe, mm. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I, uh, uh, I, I, I have mixed thoughts on that. What do you think?
1: Well, I think that uh, Biden, with the stroke of a pen, because he loves to do that, will override anything any state does anyway. In other, in other words, a bill can come <laughs> through.
0: What? You, you think that no matter what the state votes, like if New Hampshire says uh, that we're not sending our National Guard to your war, we we passed a bill saying that it's it's not legal in this state. You're, you're saying that say Biden will Biden say will, effective immediately, uh, all such laws are null and void. And that's uh,
1: right, executive order, everything.
0: <laughs> He's done the most executive orders
1: of every any damn president. That's true. That's very very true. You know, if he doesn't get his
0: way, yeah, uh, I'll get my way. Give me a pen. Hey, you uh, you you woke leftists who are still listening to the show after this hour. God bless you. God bless you. The National Park Service announced they will take down a statue of William Penn from Welcome Park in Philadelphia, which is located in his hometown. Think about it. The state of Pennsylvania is named after who? Uh, raise your hands. Uh, William Penn. That's Mm. right. But no, no. They, this is part of the administration's rehabilitation project that is designed to be more inclusive, and involves Native American history, never mind the fact that the state of Pennsylvania is named after William Penn. In 1682, William Penn arrived on the ship named Welcome, which is what the park is named after. The park was founded 300 years after William Penn arrived. But they have a nice statue of William Penn. He's the guy who the state was named after. And, uh, the, they want to rewrite history, folks. So, you know that nice statue of William Penn? We're going to put that in storage and put some other statue up there of somebody we have no idea. Uh, you really
1: it. think they'll store the set statue? They'll just throw it away. They don't care about preserving any oh, history. There so
0: much, you know, I was reading, I was reading a, a cart, not a cartoon, a, like an editorial cartoon, and it mm. showed a Lakota, a Lakota Indian, mm-hmm. saying to his son, we don't. We don't, we don't destroy or remove the statues. He was, look, I guess, looking at a statue of, like, Custer, you know, or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, little bighorn. We don't remove uh, these statues, he says. We show them to our children to show them the type of people we had to deal with, and we tell them about what they did wrong, and we learn from these statues. You learn from the mistakes. All all of these Confederate statues that they're trying to remove or have removed already, you know, it's like they're erasing that part of history, the woke leftists. Don't pay attention to the fact that that, those statues of those Confederates, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, leftists, but they were all Democrats. I was just going to say, if you took
1: Biden and Pelosi and a lot of the Democrats today and made statues of them, What would they fall under? Would they fall under the Confederate banner? Because
0: no, I think it's the socialist uh, banner. They probably would fit more, or a little bit of both. You know. Hey, my friend, uh, we've done it again. Monday show in the can, man. If you uh, would do us a favor, we'd appreciate it. We're looking to get uh, email replies of uh, people where they are, where you're located. We're trying to put together a little uh, image of where the listenership is and. Uh, so far, the response has been good. But if you would be so kind, all you do is you you send us a little note. We'd appreciate it if you put where you're emailing us from. Don't have to write a long letter. You can say, "Hi Jim and Bill, uh, I'm in Cleveland." That's all. Cleveland, I mean. or whatever you know, uh, wherever you are, put it in the in the body of the email and send it to jimandbill@mail.com dot Jim and uh, would appreciate that. Sounds
1: like that. a plan to me. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And that's the easiest email. We've got a lot of emails. We've covered all our bases, but Jim and Bill at uh, com. No,
0: Jim and Bill at mail.com.
1: Or mail.com dot com, yeah. Jim and, Let's yeah, see see how easy it was. Jim and Bill at because we didn't go through our regular
0: I know litany list. of stuff. Yes, yeah, because <laughs>
1: usually, and I know what I gotta do. So you you, you got me, Diskin Bobby. Jim and Bill and I'm the guy that sets up the email. So
0: that's uh, he, yeah. He, he is, folks. He's I the am guy. the
1: captain of that ship, yes. and uh, it's uh, getting ready to set sail. We have a, uh, as a matter of fact, we uh, hoist the anchor before we set sail. <laughs> Hey, by the way, if you
0: want to contact us, our phone number is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. Excuse me. Eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. So okay. easy for you to say. Yes, and I know. then of course Jim and Bill at
1: at There you go. <laughs> Jim and Bill at Ta-da-da-da-da. I'd give all the others, but just Jim and Bill at com. There okay. you go. You got everything you need to know to get to us. So no, that's all you we haven't got know. it
0: we haven't got everything. There's one more thing the, that we need to hear before the what? show. What?
1: What? You know what it is. Oh. Hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here!
0: This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?